What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. The Borger Sports Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, the Plumley Real Estate Group. The Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. We got a lot going on this week in Borger Sports. I'm here with my good friend, as always, the voice of the Borger Bulldogs. Michael Kano. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Dude, we got a lot to go over today. Dude, we There's do. so much stuff in one week. We do. We're not even going to talk about the Super Bowl. And it's we don't got have lot, time. No. And we got a lot of, well, that'll come soon enough. Yeah. We got so much good news, too. It's we do. Like fantastic. We do. Well, let's kick it off. You get, get a trophy. Going. You, get, you a trophy. get a trophy. You get a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. I get a participation ribbon. <laughs> let's do this thing. <laughs> Dude, okay. So, what's insane is. The, the awards that kids get these days is is insane. You were showing me a picture of your son of Bentley this yeah. weekend. Yeah, he won, right? He wrestled in the battle battle it, for the bling. Yeah, and he won, and he won, and he got like this ring. Oh yeah, looks like a Super Bowl ring. Man. Oh yeah, it's totally. And I see kids like getting these things in these little like you know club tournaments and like nine-year-old little league and <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, this kid's getting rings. Yeah, they get big stuff, dude. I never got anything when I was a kid. I don't have any. Tr- I mean, I was a loser, so I didn't get anything. But I think I got some ribbons, some blue ribbons yeah. from field day and I stuff I might have like some that. ribbons from some stuff, but I don't, I don't think I've saved anything. And it's a little, I mean, it is more common now. You see, like, even in, like, youth sports, if you won, you maybe got a medal. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you had to be first. There was no second place mm-hmm. medal or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I will say... No participation trophy. We're going to be talking with the wrestling crew here in a little bit, so stick around for sure. We got a great interview with Joseph Radke, Ariana, and Julia getting ready for regionals. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this about wrestling. The one thing that you have to respect about that sport is when you get a prize, it's because you earned it. Yeah. There's... You know, there's a few prizes at the top, and you got to go out there and flat out beat somebody. Yeah. No one else gets a free pass. That's and good. So it's, it is one of those sports you got to earn. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it at that. But dude's got like 10 rings over his, over his career. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm serious. Like, he went and put him on. He looked like Bill Russell. Got more rings than Tom Brady. He was like, yeah, look at me. He had a ring on every finger. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. That's hilarious. <laughs> but there's kids that will get belts. I mean, like WWE belts. What? Huge medals. It's crazy. Oh, that's funny. If they gave one for podcasts, I do want like a big medal or something. You want like, like a that. podcast plaque? Yeah. Yeah. If we get the top. They give them for like YouTube. YouTube gives out like uh, plaques for like People who reach like subscriber, I've seen that numbers or whatever. But you got to sell your soul to Instagram. Sure, yeah, followers. probably, probably. Stuff. It's crazy. Anyway, well, we got a lot to get into, so let's get to it, dude. Biggest news of the week: uh-huh. February hits, and I was excited because realignment day was official, and so we were waiting for this news all last Thursday. Uh, Coach Hamrick was at the UIL meeting in Canyon. Coach Dickinson and Coach White were at the UIL meeting in Lubbock. And the news dropped at 9 o'clock. A lot of unexpected changes for us. Pretty expected. I think we had a pretty Mm -hmm. good idea about what we were going to do. So let's start off by looking at our football district. We are in conference for a Division II. Not a surprise there with our numbers. District 2 will go like this. Borger. Leveland. Lubbock Cooper Liberty, brand new school, first time in varsity athletics. Lubbock Estacado moves down from 4A Division I to small school, 4A Division II. 
and Perryton. Okay. Michael, what's your thoughts on this district? I don't know, man. It just looks uh, the same to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Seminole goes south. Yeah, so Seminole, Seminole's out. Seminole's out. West Plains bumps up to Division yeah. One. Yeah, we don't so have to see West Plains, any, West Plains anymore, which I think is good. I think that's a good uh, they thing. Should, they, I mean, they shouldn't have been in our district anyway. I mean, honestly, honestly, before they had even opened the doors, because they took the numbers from that spring. Yeah. So before they even opened the doors in the fall... Their numbers were very large yeah. in their class. Yeah, West Plains like is going to have some like district championship banners in their school for the first couple of years there that, you know, were maybe because they were playing competition that, what, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but, you know, it's just. Where are you going with this, Mike? I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're a bigger school and you're playing smaller schools, of course you're going to win. Yeah, they're going to be in for a very competitive district this year because they go up to Division One. So in their district, you're looking at West Plains now goes in with Randall, with Canyon proper, with Dumas, with Hereford, and with Pampa. Six-team district. That's no easy mm-hmm. district right there. Yeah, let's see, let's see where they fare sure. this year, next year. Yeah, because you're looking at them probably about twice the size of a Perryton, mm-hmm. definitely much bigger than us. Yeah. So they're going to be competing against schools that are mm-hmm. around their size. Let's see how it goes. Lubbock yeah. Cooper Liberty, to me, is the biggest mystery. Mm-hmm. We've seen them a little bit at the freshman and JV level. What are they going to yeah. look like at the varsity level? Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they're going to look like. Sure. Um, you know, Perryton, been been around for a while, right? Sure. So, but we, they're always a tough game for some reason. Those kids play hard. Yeah, they play hard, and we, we've always got a tough tough time playing them so Absolutely. that'll continue it's kind of interesting to see some of our you know teams that have kind of been like we've developed rivalries against mm-hmm. like like Seminole you know it always feels like you know that you're looking forward to that game every year kind sure of like, yeah so they go down south now yeah more than likely probably won't have them on the schedule anywhere sure. uh, you know we're going to be filling probably a like a <clears throat> six team schedule here so do, do we know for sure like is the is this the non-conference schedule or non-district schedule is mm-hmm. has that been set is that out yet is that it public? is not set in stone now i okay. have had okay okay we don't need to talk about it if we're not allowed to talk about it with coach hamrick i've heard things but i didn't know if they're like set in stone things that we can like talk about it's things. not the 10 commandments yet okay but it's pretty dadgum close. But I will tell you one team that is guaranteed. But a lot of familiar teams. For sure will be on that schedule. And that's the green team from the east. Well, for sure. Pampa will be on there. Yeah. Other than that, it's all a toss-up. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, you knew Pampa was going to be there. but <laughs> The biggest change is really for me, Region 1. So you're looking at District 1, Fort Stockton, Midland Greenwood, Monaghan, Seminoles goes to that district, and Snyder. That's going to be a tough district. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we're playing them first round, you don't want to be the number four seed out of our district playing their number one. No, you don't. You want to be in the top three. And then District 3, Bridgeport, Burke Burnett, Eagle Mountain, Graham, Mineral Wells, and the newcomer, Brock. And if you don't know Brock, they have been battling with Bushland for years in Canadian. They have been a thorn in their side. So they're going to be a tough team to now see in Region 1. And then Region District 4 in Region 1, uh, Fort Worth, Benbrook, Fort Worth, Dunbar, Glenn Rose, who's been a beast, Godly mm-hmm. Hillsborough, and Venus. Yeah. What's her name? So... It's going to be a tough region. It is. You're going to have to earn your way out. Yep. 
Let's move on now to volleyball and basketball. Very similar in both and not a lot of changes for us. In volleyball, again, one of the most competitive, toughest districts Mm. in the state. District 4, 4A, Borger, Canyon, Randall, West Plains, Dumas, Hereford, Pampa, and Perryton. Oh, (laughs) golly. You just look at it and you're like, oh, that's a tough district. Yeah. You know, anyone could be in the top four of that one. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Put put the names up there and throw darts at them. Mm-hmm. It's tough. You're seeing state champions, former state champions, and new could be state champions. So it's insane. If our girls want to compete, they want to be in that top four, they got to go work. They're going to have to go earn it. Yep. Nothing's going to be given there. Getting the weight for room. sure. So any other thoughts about district realignment, Michael? Not really, man. It's just, it's very interesting. Uh, it's kind of a lot, of, like I said, kind of a lot of what we were expecting to happen, mostly for us. Sure. Anyway. Um, so, no real big surprises in my mind. Yeah. For us, for Borger. Yeah. But, once we get, once we're able to solidify the football non-conference schedule, I think we'll have a lot of cool things to talk about and a lot of interesting matchups that we'll be looking at. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking with Coach Hamrick today and... They've been taking their their maxes in the weight room, and I'm not putting it out there on the uh, online. But I can tell you, there are <laughs> huge increases from one year ago. All right, at the end of the year, they're already huge increases on their maxes. So it's a team that's looking very strong and um, coming ready to play. Let's, let's go. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited for the fall. All right. Well, let's get into these sports. we got a lot to go over, so we're going to hit up the rundown. I will kick things off with wrestling. The Bulldogs and Lady Bulldogs wrestled in the District 3-5A Championships this weekend at Caprock. And the wrestlers have to come in the top four spots in order to qualify for the regional tournament. Um, the boys had a tough weekend as they were unable to advance anyone to the next round. Uh, the Lady Bulldogs also found some struggles as they dropped to ninth place in the team score with 78 points. But uh, familiar names here. Two of our ladies have advanced to the regional tournament as Julia Stevens placed fourth in the 138-pound division and Ariana Chavez continued her undefeated streak and placed first in the 235-pound division. And Lila Breedlove, freshman, will represent mm-hmm. at the regional tournament as the alternate. So, All right. Great job wrestling. Great job. Got some people going on. All right, on to basketball. Uh, the girls, the Lady Bulldogs, got a big win over Dumas, defeating the Demonettes 53-47. to 47. Reality Briscoe came up with the big night, with a big night in scoring with 24 points. Uh, the boys, the Bulldogs, man, they they endured. They this endured is my long. game of the night yes. right here, Michael. They endured a 19-game losing streak, but the streak is broken. It's over. It's no more. They walked away with a 57-49 to victory over Dumas on Friday, exercising the demons. And Hallelujah. Yeah, that looming 57-49 to mark stands out as the most commanding margin for Borger yet this season. Uh, so Borger was led to victory by Tecolin Brooks and Caden Jennings. Brooks dropped a double-double with 13 points and 15 boards, while Jennings scored 27 points along with six assists and four steals. Uh, Brooks is on a roll when it comes to rebounds. He's now pulled down eight or more in the last 14 games. That's outstanding. Uh, Deshaun Speed was another key contributor, scoring seven points. And Borger's win ended a 16-game drought on the road dating back to last season. And as for Dumas, they've lost five of their last six matchups, which puts 
um, a noticeable dent in their 18 and 11 record. This I'm season so, pr- so far. I'm so proud, so happy for Coach Laird and for those boys. Yeah, all the adversity they mm-hmm. faced and everything they've come along <clears throat> couldn't <throat> be prouder of these kids. For sure, you know. And the first thing I thought in my mind, I was talking with Mister uh, with Chance Welch, Mister Welch, superintendent. And I was like, we were just so excited about it. And I was like, this game right here, when we look back on it a year later, this game could be the one to define a change in our program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just all the hard work and it can wear down on you. Mm-hmm. You know, what a great job they did. Proud of each and every one yeah. of them. Let's go Bulldogs. That's right. Let's go on to some soccer action out on the pitch. The Lady Bulldogs tied the Canyon Eagles this last Friday night, the Lady Bulldogs dominated in possessions, just unable to get a goal into the net. However, it was a much better performance compared to that Perryton game that we lost last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So much improvement needed, and they're headed in the right direction. Boys soccer on a two-game losing streak right here. They lost to Perryton last Tuesday and then repeated that again on Friday, losing to Canyon 2-1. to one. Individually, Michael, the team looks excellent. Mm-hmm. We have some outstanding Excuse me. Outstanding athletes. I was talking with Coach Dickinson. He was there. He was watching the speedsters because he's always recruiting for receivers sure. and stuff like yeah. that. Secondary. <laughs> and I was like, I'm always taking names. I mean, we just look outstanding individually. Cohesively, we are just out of sorts. Mm. And I don't know if we need some team building exercises. <laughs> trust falls. Know. Trust falls. I don't know if we need to trust. But, you know, I was talking with Chepos a little bit in the hallway and, and he was just kind of telling me the same thing. He's like, you're just not playing as a team. So how do they do that? How do they find that way to bring those individual talents together and play as a team? Yeah. And, and I will say this too. And this is for just, you know, just a couple of our players. We get overly focused on the calls of the officials. We are sitting there drowning in what a call is, argumentative, mm. worrying about that call 10 minutes later from what the call was, while this other team's focused on scoring. Yeah. We've got to be able to have a short-term memory, mm-hmm. move on to the next play, because that play's already over. Right. So I think some little things like that can quickly turn that, quickly turn that little losing streak around for them. Yeah. All right, on to powerlifting. Uh, Bulldogs traveled to Dalhart this weekend. The girls finished in second place out of seven teams, and the boys finished in sixth place. For the girls, Katie Wise finished in second place in the 132-pound division with 640 total pounds lifts, li- 645 total pounds lifted, if I could talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that plus 20 there, I'm assuming, means it's tw- 20 higher than she got last time. That's exactly what yeah. it is, 20-pound 20, 20 increase. 20-pound increase. Frida Barrera had... Got finished in fourth in the 148-pound division, 20 points higher than her last meet as well, uh, getting 385 pounds lifted. Uh, Sailor Lerman. That's it. Yeah, I said the name right this time. Sailor Lerman got second place in the 148-pound division, uh, lifting 605 total pounds, besting her last lift by 25. Addison Boyd finished fourth in the 181-pound division, lifting 705 pounds. Samantha Chavez got first in the 242-pound division, besting her last lift by 35 pounds. She got 990 total pounds. And Kayla Knoll got first place in the 242 and up division. She got uh, 880 total pounds lifted. Man, them girls are putting up some weight. That is outstanding. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, the boys did a great job here too, and I'll say this about the boys. Every single one of these guys increased on their previous week's totals. Yeah, they did. By a lot, too, some of them. 
Absolutely. So Elian Ramos, second place in the 123, uh, lifting a total of 685, increased by 25. Dylan Yankee, sixth place in 148-pound division, lifting a total of 875, increase in his max by 40 pounds. Victor Enriquez, eighth place in the 148, uh, lifting 650, up 20 pounds. Mel Henninger, fourth place, 165 division, lifting 810, increasing 10 pounds. Sean Wilson, great increase here, got third place in the 181, lifting a total of 1,200 pounds, increasing his total by 65. Chance Gray was our big lifter of the week, third place in the 198, lifted 1165, but increased his total by 70 pounds. Great job, Chance. Easton Mm -hmm. Farmer, Fifth place, 198 division, lifted 775, increasing by 15 pounds. And then Isaiah Padilla got first place for the second week in a row in the 242-pound division, lifting a total of 1,440 pounds, increasing by another 10 pounds. Wow. Heavy, heavy. Yeah. I like it. They're outlifting me for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Just barely. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, guitars are heavy. They're not that heavy. Gretsch is heavy. Yeah, nine pounds. On your back for three, four straight mm-hmm. songs. That yeah, takes I won't, I, I won't even, I won't even, I won't even lie and say that I could lift anywhere near what these kids are. The girls outlift me, I bet. So you know what we should do? We need. We to do shouldn't a- actually. It'd probably be pretty embarrassed <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna say anything about me lifting weights and anything of it being documented. I'm not down. I was gonna say we should go do a powerlifting workout just to see what it feels like. As long as nobody team. ever knows what my We'll do it with the team. They'll put us through a competition. Oh, man. That'd be bad. That'd be embarrassing. I'd be so embarrassed. It would not. I don't lift weights. I've never really lifted in my whole life. Dude, you're the perfect candidate then. If you're like a ball of clay, they can just Michael Williams, he benched the 45-pound bar. There he goes. You see, you know how much the bar is then? I did take weightlifting in high school for one semester, but we just goofed off the whole time. (laughs) I was a sophomore. Just goofed off. Sophomore class. I, I did enough Always to get it. I did off. enough to get by and get like a B, you know? There you, you got a B? Yeah, and weightlifting. <laughs> the teacher, first off, the I won't say his name. Not like he's ever gonna hear this. Or anything, I, but, it might be one of our but, subscribers. Uh, uh he, he didn't like me. He didn't like he did not like me. He just didn't like me for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you were picked on me all off. the time. It's probably because I was goofing off all the time. But I should have got an A, but he gave me a B. It's because you were in a punk rock band. That's exactly what it was. You know what I'm saying? This Williams kid doesn't take stuff seriously. Thinks he's too hair. good for school. Yeah, that's what he was. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. On to Frank Phillips softball. The Lady Plainsmen played Heston College this weekend in a doubleheader, and they won both games. The first game they won 4-1, to one, the second one 21-4, to four, laying the smackdown. In the first game, Haley Mon. Montemayor and Savannah Sanchez each had doubles, um, and Sanchez added three RBIs. In game two, Montemayor had a dinger and six RBIs, while Brenda Ramirez added a home run, and Hope Soria added a triple. Brenda Ramirez came away with the win, going two and two-thirds inning, only giving up four hits. Nice. FBC men's basketball, the men snap a six-game losing streak. Finally, beating Western Texas College 85-77. to Mackenzie Kieran led the way, 23 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. And then the FPC women, man, did the same thing. Also got the best of Western Texas College, winning 84-68. Teresa Mabimba 
played outstanding with 24 points and nine rebounds, while Celine Olinga added 20 points, 16 rebounds, and four blocks. All right. Winning. I like it. People everywhere are winning. Yeah. Let's FBC, go. FBC, Bulldogs, we're all doing it. Plainsmen. Right, Plains you, women. What did you call them? Plains women. The lady Plainsmen. No, you used to call oh, them the Plains women. Oh, before the lady Plains women. Yeah, when Chris had to get on to you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. He had to straighten you out. He had to straighten me out. Get you know it. who else is winning? He had to straighten you out. Get you know it. who else is winning? Who? Our sponsor, who we're going to hear from I right like now. It. Let's do this thing. We'll be right back after this break. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way, from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. And we are back from the break, Michael. We got some special guests in the studio with us today. Some members of the Mighty Bulldog Wrestling Club. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, guys. We're so glad to have you here. Why don't you you introduce them? Sounds good. Well, we're going to start off with, we got our head coach over here, Joseph Radke in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. And then he brought two special guests. Coach Radke, tell us who you got with you today. So I got Ariana Chavez and as well, oh, go ahead and say hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And then Julia Stevens. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the season, guys. We've been trying to get y'all on. We've just been missing each other, and y'all are busy. It's a super busy season, but glad that you're here. Coach, we'll start off with you. Um, wrapping up the season now, thinking about where we've come from, what you've gone through. This is a team that's gone to the state duels now. We yes, have sir. gone through the district level and getting ready for regionals. What's your thoughts kind of looking back over the season so uh, far? 365 days ago, I wouldn't think we were we are where we are right now, um, especially on the girls' side. I'll start with the boys, but um, the boys, the biggest thing is is I like how we compete. You know, we might not be the credentials of, of going to state duels and winning tournaments or placing at tournaments, but we compete. And that's something that we want to want every single sport to do, rather it's if we had swimming, if it was swimming, golf, tennis, it doesn't matter. We want to compete and let people know that we're going to go down on our shield, whatever it is. Sure. You know, we want people to know that Borger is here to be the best and we might not be there right now, but we're going to get there and we're sure. going to com- continue to compete, continue to get better. And then the, the girls side, I can say the same thing. 365 days ago, I would not even, I would laugh at you if you said that we're going to be where we are. We had four girls consistently showing up um, to tournaments and doing those things. This year, we started the season with 17. You know, started this the season with 17, and I, I believe the first year to have a full girls lineup. And on top of that, we qualified for the state duels, also first time in 
in school history. In school history, yeah. And uh, um, competed extremely well with West Plains, Canyon, and Anna, uh, sitting us in a spot where we wrestled with uh, Randall for fifth and sixth and came down to the wire uh, 33-33 with uh, criteria. We ended up winning the duel, placing fifth at state duels. So how did they decide that? I was wondering, yes, what it, was the criteria it's, difference It's there? confusing. So if you... T- you Go through the whole duel. If you if you get win by a pin, you get six points. Uh-huh. If you win by a tech, which is like a run rule in baseball, sure, it's five points. If you just win the match, it's three for the entire team. Um, we tied 33-33. It goes to credentials or criteria, which is uh first one is forfeit. So since we had a full lineup, actually saved us to win that duel because gotcha. Since we had a full lineup, we had no forfeits. That automatically clears us to the winning spot. And I don't even know. I honestly don't know what's next after that. If I'm being honest. I think it's like um, most amount of pins is the second one. And then um, most points scored or first point scored each yeah. match or something like yeah. that. So, but I knew going it's like in. It doesn't even matter. We got the yeah, win. Exactly. Like, yeah. I knew going yeah. in, especially in the girls level, if you have a full team from top to bottom, sure. you're going to win more than you lose just for the simple fact of of that. You yeah. know, and, and in girls wrestling, it's, I can count the number of matches on my hands that went six minutes. Sure. You know, so, yeah. I, I mean, so it, I knew if we had a full lineup going in that we'd, we'd be pretty all right. We'd yeah. be safe there. And now you're originally an Arizona guy. Yes, And sir. you came to West Texas, actually, through another uh, sport, football. Yes, sir. What brought you to West Texas A&M. And so from there, um, you know, coming on to the Bulldogs staff here in Borger, but when that position came open for wrestling, was that just kind of like your first love or is it like you have a double love there? So I started wrestling when I was four years old, Yeah, you know, and, and towards the end of my high school career, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So I chose football and a lot of people call it March Madness, but I always talk about Matt Madness, Mm -hmm. you know, the finals for NCAA is going at the same time. Sure. You know, so as soon as that came around, I knew immediately that my love for wrestling was still there. As yeah. much as I hated wrestling, I still respected and loved wrestling, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. And uh, when the opportunity came about, I was kind of hesitant for it because I was uh, two years out of college, you know, uh, had no coaching experience under my belt. But when I got the position, I mean, I was, you knocked on my door, answered, let's get this thing going. And, you know, I had a lot of help with, with parents, with coaches as well. I mean, I have two studs that help out a lot tremendously with recruiting girls to come onto the team. Um, if I have questions, I ask them. I mean, that they, they help me out a lot. So I've had a lot of help throughout the way. Like, this is not just me coming in being the best. Like, I've had so much help with the girls that are on my team, the boys and the men that, that have helped me out a lot as well. So, Yeah, I mean, you were talking about, like, just a year ago, four girls in the program. This year, you're filling out a full lineup, qualifying for the state duels. Pretty impressive. And really impressive because, like you were talking about, these two that you have sitting on your right to you. Yes, sir. Um, very qualified, great wrestlers. Been watching them for a long time. I think I've seen each one of them since a rookie season and uh, just continue to grow and get better. And so, Julia, I think we'll start with you. Go ahead and give her that mic. Yeah, Julia, we're going to start with you. Um, you're known for being a multi-sport athlete. You are busy all year long. If it's not one thing, it's another. Cross country, wrestling, and back in the day you did volleyball. I hear you're going back out for track again this year, if that's possible to you, and maybe some softball. 
Yes, I decided to play softball. That a girl. So what is it that drives you that just keeps you motivated going through this year after year? Um, I don't really know. I just like doing sports, I guess. And I think doing a multitude of sports gives you a lot of different like good qualities that you can translate into your one big sport, which is definitely wrestling for me. Sure. So like cross country keeps me in shape for it. Track helps me with my um, fast switch reflexes. Just like everything kind of goes in to make me as good as I want to be in one sport. Sure. Absolutely. W- what do you feel like has you've taken away from wrestling? I think there's so many good things you can learn through sports for you as a wrestler what have you taken away that's meant the most to you? Mainly like mental strength. Mm -hmm. That's definitely been the most important thing that I've taken away from wrestling because I've been through a club for about five years and our biggest thing was mental strength. It didn't matter if we were good. It's just nobody wants to wrestle us. We're mean. We're tough. We're never going to quit on the match. If we're injured, we're going to keep going until we can't go. So that's just really taught me many life lessons because I don't give up very easily. Awesome. It's helped with that. Yeah. Now, Ariana, you're you're kind of a little bit different in that circumstance because your focus has become wrestling, like really spending a lot of time during the summer traveling to Iowa and all sorts of different places. Um, what is it that you love so much about wrestling that just keeps you coming back each year? Um, because I have a lot of fun and I I like the competition in it. Yeah. Right. Being able to compete against somebody, get on the mat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you've competed well this year. You're currently undefeated. Um, Going into the regional tournament, have y'all even looked into it? Is there anyone right there that you feel like, man, that's going to be my competition that I'm going to be going against? No, I I haven't really looked at my bracket. I'm not too worried about it. I just go out there to wrestle. I like that. So yeah. it just it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You're going to win. Julie, you probably study your brackets a little bit more. What are you looking at for a regional preview? Um, I'm looking at a bunch of harder matches, but they're going to be some good matches. Mm-hmm. I'll be back pretty much to where I normally am, fully healthy or as healthy as I can get. So pretty excited because it's really going to test me. Yeah. Because I probably more than likely got the hardest side of the bracket, but that just fuels me a little bit, makes me more ready to go out there because then I can prove everybody wrong. And this is this is not uncommon ground for you two. You guys went through the same process last year. You know, both state qualifiers, both doing very well. Um, Julia, you're kind of wrapping up your career right now, just hitting your 100th win. So what does this season mean for you? What do you want to finish off with um, and, and leave as far as a legacy goes? At the beginning of the year, I wanted to leave um, state champ on as my legacy and I still want to do that but I also want to be known for as like the person who never gave up up despite all the things that were thrown my way because I faced a lot of adversity this season so Mm -hmm. far but I just want people to look at me and see me as a role model of somebody to like they didn't give up so I shouldn't give up it doesn't matter if they achieved like as high as they wanted to they did what they could put all their effort in they never gave up on it Yeah, I mean, going through something like an injury, something like that can really put that strain on you mentally. Do you feel like all that training on the mat, all those years of mental toughness really has helped you get through that that time where you're you're injured and you're not feeling great and you're really trying to work through that? 
So far, yes. It's definitely the first time I've wrestled with this big of an injury because mm-hmm. norm- last time I got really big injured, I was just out. So it it's, helps a little bit. It makes me like, because most people in my position would give up. They're already going to college. They're like their future set. They don't want to make it worse. But as for me, I was never raised to give up. So I kind of just through all my mental strength, uh, all my mental training, it's kind of just I can't give up. I have to at least go as far as I can get. Awesome. And you've already signed for college, right? Yes. Tell tell our listeners, if they're not aware, where are you going and what are you going to be doing? I'm going to Baker University in Baldwin City, Kansas. And um, I'll be on their wrestling team at either 136 or 143, getting my degree in business. Awesome. That's fantastic. Ariana, back to you getting ready for this regional tournament, getting ready for state. Is your ultimate goal state champion, or do you feel like that's the stepping point for you and you see bigger things like competing at a national level? What What are your goals with wrestling? Uh, it's a little bit of both because, you know, there's never been a girl to win first at state for Borger, but I also do want to join, uh, be in the Olympics, so... You're going to go freestyle, Greco? What are um, you thinking? I like a little bit of freestyle more. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> Coach Radke, are your days over? Are you still get on the mat in those Ooh. senior matches <laughs> anymore? <laughs> well, last year I went out because I made a bet to the kids last year. Um, I told them if they got a 3.2 as an overall GPA, that I would go find a match to wrestle in. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they had to overdo it like always, and they got a 3.7 as a team. Oh, sure. So I was like, all right, here we go. Um, I went and wrestled in Las Vegas, and I wish I would have trained a little bit harder, not going to lie. Gas tank went out pretty quick. Wrestled good, not going <laughs> to lie. Wrestled pretty good, but the gas tank was out. Ended up tearing my elbow up pretty pretty good. But, I mean, it, it lit a fire. It was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that I might train a little bit more this time and go see what I can do with it. But mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just fun to be around that community. I mean, I got to meet uh, Jordan Burrow, Rulon Gardner, who are Olympic champions, you know, and not like had the weight in the line. Like these guys bumped into me. And I mean, it, it was, it's cool to do that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to go to another open and go give it a shot and see what I can do just for fun. Sure. But we'll see. <laughs> That's you know, an outsider looking into the wrestling community, you know, they may view it as like a super combative, aggressive environment with you know, fights in the stands and all this. My experience has been completely different. Absolutely. The parents are always super cool, very supportive. Wrestlers from different places support each other. They're really open about talking with each other, working with each other. It's one of these only sports you'll see them go to camps together and like absolutely roll with each other and work with each other. Is that your experience you've seen through wrestling? 100%. And I, I think it comes down to just a respect. You know, it's not easy to to get on a mat and everyone looking at you. You know, and, and it's it's really easy in a football game or a, or a basketball game to be like, oh, well, it's their fault. You know, in the match, they're, they're, you can't. You can't point fingers. The only, only person you can point to is in the mirror. You know, and if you go out there at a high level and you compete to the best you can be or the best you possibly can, you know, there's a little respect gained in that, you know, for yourself, to other people. And it's not easy when you break a nose and the best thing you can do is tape your face and get back out there. You know, it, it, it builds some respect. So you've got to – you. You can't go in there with a attitude like that. You got to go in there like this guy's trained just as hard as I can, and best man wins. 
And that, I, I think that's kind of why that happens. You know, there's a lot of respect that goes into wrestling if you really sure. truly understand it. So it, it, 100%, it's all about respect. There's not really fighting. Yeah. It, you might see a couple here or there, but that's just competition. You'll yeah. see them shaking hands afterwards. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you can see it with the Ravens and the Chiefs or whoever. Your San Francisco no. 49ers always fighting somebody. Yeah. Thugs. <laughs> Getting no love, man. <laughs> I'm going for the Fortnite too. I'm, I'm here. We go. I'm tired of the Chiefs. <laughs> there we go. So, look, I'm just tired of this Taylor Swift stuff. All right. Oh, I know. I know you. It are. Doesn't belong in the NFL. No, I agree. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So, <laughs> what is your ultimate vision, Coach, for what you want to see? You're the guy at the helm. You're the one steering the wheel. What is your ultimate vision for where you want this program to be? You know, I, I don't want people to look at me. I want to. See, people to look at the program mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in 10 years if if things are going correctly i don't want people to go oh coach radke you know i want to see i want people to look at the how the kids are what they're doing to be that good what they're doing to be that successful like i said i mean if i needed help i, I asked questions if, if anything happened it wasn't just me you know i didn't get 14 girls to join or 13 girls to join the wrestling team yeah i, I talked to a couple but that was amongst the kids that were on the program you know, I, I want people to look at the kids that are wrestling and going, those kids are special. Those kids do what they do because they love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, rather it is in football, basketball, track, wrestling. Like I want them to, everyone to look at the Borger girls and boys and go, yeah, like they're kind of speechless on it. Like that's, sure. that's what I want. Like I don't want to walk in the room and everyone go, oh, Coach Radke did this. Like I want them to be, no. Radke was just kind of the one that set them up for the tournaments. These kids work their butts off. And that's what I want. Those kids, like, people look at, and that's what I want them to see. It's not so much me or whoever's helped me, is but what the kids are doing. Yeah. You know, and I think we did a really good job this year of that because I said it last year, and I'll say it again, is if, if the kids that were in the room wrestled the same kids at the beginning of the year, feel really bad for those same kids at the beginning of the year. Sure. Those, the kids just work hard. They, sure. They, they have a different demeanor of things, and that's what I want people to see and, and know about border wrestling. Yeah. And I think we we can easily say we are in one of the toughest districts in oh, the state. Yeah. When it comes down to the competitive nature, what you're going to see with a Randall or a Dumas. Tascosa. Tascosa. I mean, so, you know, to be able to compete with these teams, it says something. Oh, 100%. And border's becoming known as a place where that's going to be a tough place to wrestle. Absolutely. And I mean, you can even break it down to, I think it was 67% of the state bracket was made up of our district last year in the mm -hmm. boys' side. Wow. You know, that's that says something. That's unbelievable. You know, so, wow. so when you see a boy come out of our district, it's it's not because they got lucky. And, and they, they they earned it. Yeah. They earned every second of it. And that's what I always say, too, is, is in wrestling, a lot of opportunities don't just show themselves. I mean, you if you put your foot on the brake, you're not going to go anywhere. But if you put your your foot on the gas, you might have a chance to to make something happen. But that's got that that's got to happen. You can't back up, especially in our district when you have someone who, even in a match, wants to get work. They mm -hmm. want to get better. And if you're backing up, that respect thing kind of gets them. You know, it sure. makes them mad. That's when it doesn't get pretty for you. You know, sure. so if you go go out there and just take a shot, who knows? You know, something might happen. But if you back up the entire time, nothing will. Yeah. Especially in our district, you know. So Absolutely. those kids are, man, it's it's tough. 14-team <laughs> yeah. district, it's it's not easy. Yeah. And we were hoping, I think, that 
especially after state duels, kind of hoping I'm prompting the state to go to a 4A division. We didn't get it this time. Julia's shaking her head no. Yeah. She's like, I don't want a 4A. I want to compete against the 5As. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, even then, we'd, we'd still have Dumas, who won boys and girls state duels. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Randall, who put, placed second with the, the boys. Um, who else would there still be? Uh, Canyon, who West Plains, West Plains, you know, it, it still wouldn't be easy. We'd no. lose Tascosa, Caprock, and PD, which are very, very well coached programs. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't be walking the park. It'd still be easy for us up here in the Panhandle because Panhandle wrestling is different. Yeah, absolutely, it's, it's totally different. Well, I think there's one thing we can all agree on: is these two young ladies right here have put in the work. They've been putting the gas pedal down, just yes, like sir. you talked about. And I'll tell you all this: no matter what the outcome. You're going to have a whole town supporting y'all and cheering for y'all. And we're already proud of y'all, no matter what y'all do. Mm -hmm. So best of luck, girls. Yeah, good luck. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having us. All right, we're back. Man, after that interview with Coach Radke and the girls, uh, man, I didn't talk at all, but... You listened really I well. I listened really intently. They had a lot you know? to say. Yeah. Great interview. You're just so natural. <laughs> so good at it. Coming up with... It just did all that on the fly. Uh, I didn't like to prepare questions. I just wanted to have a conversation. It was so good, man. Thank you for uh, bringing them in this week. Thanks, thanks to them for coming in and... Talking about wrestling. You know, the thing I love about those two girls, both hard workers. I mean, just super hard workers. Both so humble. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm you saying? Can tell. Don't try to put themselves out there flashy. Sure. Don't try to make a big deal of themselves. They're they're in it for the right reasons. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, very, very much a bulldog spirit of mm-hmm. what you want to find yeah. in your athletes. Speaking of which, on the come up, coming up. Yeah. I mean, the girls... Right. They've got the regional tournament coming up. Absolutely. So they'll be at the regional tournament this weekend. Everyone needs to be cheering them on, wishing them well. They're one state away from going to the state championships again. And so good luck, Ariana and Julia. Yeah. Cheer them on. Uh, On to basketball coming up. The boys will be playing Friday at home against Randall on the 9th. Uh, Then they'll finish up the season on Tuesday the 13th against Hereford. That's right. Uh, Man, prayers are going up. Right. Absolutely. Prayers. We have prayers going up for Leslie Broadhurst. He is the only coach that Randall has had since since its opening season in 1988. Yeah. 1988. Uh, his wife, Heather, confirmed that he is battling a brain tumor. Um, so right. he was a former sub-varsity coach here in Borger. Very good guy. Uh, so prayers for Leslie and his family. Yeah. Yes, and, and prayers just, their way. You know, really unfortunate thing that's mm-hmm. going on right now. and. He's, I know he's got a lot of support, not just from the Randall community, but from around the Panhandle. Of course. Yeah. Around this region. Just a really good man. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, I was like talking to Darren Bridges, and Darren was telling me, he's like, yeah, I mean, he coached me in ninth grade, man. you know, and he still yeah. looks up to him and, and, you know, just has a lot of admiration for that yeah. man. So That's yeah. one of the things I really love about living in the Panhandle. Sure. Just from my time, I've been here six and a half years, but I can, you know, you already know that like, you know, the schools are going to compete against each other in sports, but when... When it comes to stuff like this, oh sure, uh, people people are there for each other, and people are praying for each other, and people really care about each other. You know, the sports are one thing, yeah, but man, the community life of, of the, the whole, yeah, thing. life of the Panhandle is just we all care about each other, absolutely, so, yeah. 
All right, well, in soccer, district play will continue on as the Dumas Demons come to Bulldog Stadium on Friday, February the 9th, and then the Bulldogs will travel to West Plains on Tuesday the 13th. The varsity girls will begin at 5 p.m., followed by the boys at 7 p.m. Yeah, on to softball. Uh, scrimmages this week. Going on this week, getting ready for the season. Uh, the Lady Bulldogs will be scrimmaging uh, River Road and Caprock, and the boys as well will be scrimmaging on Friday against Bushland. So we're getting ready for high school softball and baseball. That's right. We're going to get out on the field on the diamonds. Speaking of the diamond, FPC baseball is going to be traveling to Cisco Junior College for a triple header on Friday and Saturday. We'll see them three times over the weekend. And then with FPC softball, they're going to be traveling to Luna Community College for a doubleheader on Friday. And then both schools are traveling back this way for the rematch against Luna at home on Sunday at FPC. Game start at 1 p.m. Yep. Uh, Frank Phillips basketball, the men and the women, they're, well, we're recording this on Monday. They're mm-hmm. playing right now as they're we're playing recording, right now. actually. Absolutely. Uh, we'll update you. We did talk about that game a little bit last week, but we'll update you on the score of who wins this week. Uh, and then the men and women, both teams, they'll be back in action again at the BCAC on Monday, the 12th, against Odessa College. Games start at 5.45 p.m. in the BCAC. Michael, a lot of good things going on. Lots of great things, man. Oh, yeah. It was a good week. It was a good week. Hopefully, I'm not like really sad on next week's podcast. <laughs> You're either going to be really happy. I'm either going to be really happy or really sad. Or really depressed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're it just it. is what it is. It is what it is. I'm so freaking sick of Taylor Swift, man. <laughs> I'm so freaking did sick. You, hey, did you see that meme? Why does everybody... Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I, can I just say something for you a second can. here? You know what? And gonna, I was, this isn't just a 49ers thing because I've been feeling this way the whole year. Yeah. What is it about the Kelsey brothers? I don't get it. Everybody loves them. Like everybody thinks they're like America's brothers now. I, I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. You know what the funny thing is? When they started dating, you're looking at me like I'm wrong. No, when they started dating, <laughs> you're not wrong at all. When they started dating, I can remember telling my daughter, my oldest daughter, yeah, Briley's like, she's going to make him into a thing. Uh-huh. And I remember telling her, Briley, he's a great tight end in the league. Like, he's already a name. He yeah. doesn't need her well, there was that to whole make joke. him a name. There was that whole joke going around the internet, you know, of like women being like, it's so great what Taylor Swift has done for Travis Kelsey and made him famous. And the husbands are like, no, he's, he's a Hall of Fame. He's got future Hall of Famer. Like, we already all knew who he was. We kind did. Of thing. I mean, I guess women didn't, but not but there is a didn't. whole different level of annoyance that has now occurred. And I see it now. Mm-hmm. When the Swifties get into action, it, it goes to a whole nother level mm-hmm. of brutalness. Yeah. Like, it just, like, it, it makes you where you can't stand them. And I don't mind, I don't mind Jason so much. Sure. But it's just, it's a tandem thing now. They have yeah. to go one in with the other. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, anyway, I'm over it. I'm just sick of it. Tired of it. I just want it to go away. Let's talk about ball players again. I want Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I just, I just want it so bad. <laughs> just give me this one. Just, just give us one. Just give me just this give one. Just give us one. I'll never ask for anything ever again. Yeah. You don't ever have that prayer, do you? I'm going to be so crushed on Sunday, aren't I? No. I'm not hopeful. I'm like, I'm like, you're never hopeful. I'm not, but I'm like absolutely like way less hopeful 
right now. I'm just like, I know Sunday night I'm going to be sitting in my living room at like 1030 in the dark, just alone with my thoughts and just like stunt, just like sad. Who's wearing red and who's wearing white? Uh, the 49ers are wearing white this time. The 49ers are wearing white. Yes. And I saw some statistics that said like teams that wear white in the Super Bowl are like, I don't remember the exact, it was like, it was like an 800, it equated to like an 800 winning percentage in the last like. Really? Certain number of years. Yeah. Hey, you got that on your side. Sure. I'm sure that's, that's totally. That's science. Part All of, right. part that's of what it. That's what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I have lots of feelings, things I can't say on the podcast. I have lots of feelings about Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and like, they're not like, not like weird things. I just, just like, I, I know we're in the Texas panhandle and he went to tech and everything, but I just, <sighs> I just don't get it. Uh-huh. Like, I know he's a great quarterback, but have you ever noticed he sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog? I have noticed that. Hi, yo. I play quarterback. <laughs> That's great. He does sound like Kermit the Frog. Look, I know not everybody who listens to our podcast, like, has the same, like, level, like, beliefs, same kind of beliefs that we have. You know, we're, we go to the same church, so we believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. I just. <laughs> I'm just not, let me just say some of my, some of that stuff that a way that I feel about Patrick Mahomes comes from some of that kind of faith stuff. And I'm not sure I buy everything that he's selling. It's all I'm just going to say. I feel like you're getting into a really dark place. I am kind of right weekend. now. I, I, I'm going to be, so, <laughs> first off, the 49, we already lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You did. And I just can't handle it again. I just can't do it again. Hey, you're talking to a Bills fan. <laughs> Don't tell me anything about you can't handle it. I know, I know. I have seen the 49ers win several Super Bowls uh, in my, Super yeah. Bowls in my lifetime. Yeah. I remember them. So I can't complain too much. Yeah, you're right. You can't complain. But, but we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're there. And I just I I really like Brock Purdy. I do. I'm glad you like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> I just want to see him win a Super Bowl. I want to see Christian McCaffrey win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, well, it's all going to come down to it this Sunday. Yeah. Las Vegas, the fight's on. If we win, I might cry. Are you taking a slap bet with John this week? No, I'm not a seventh grader. (laughs) No. No, because again, you can tell I'm not confident we're going to (laughs) win. No. I don't bet on things I'm not confident about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Well, anyway, I'm sure you all have turned off the podcast by now. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around for a little while. You probably missed this part, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll be back next week for more action. Yeah. We'll be back for either Michael's celebration or therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a good week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. <laughs>